Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to it like Dan Red Wings. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Tuesday, July 27th, 2021, and today's episode is brought to you by Locked On NHL. Free agency starts tomorrow. You need more hockey news, and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the leagues. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps each day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. It is a sad day scotty bentley i'm nolan bianchi the red wings did not qualify evgeny sveshnikov uh that that is that is a lead item here um he is no longer sure. going to be with the organization uh that's not the the real lead item but uh <laughs> I, I did think that was a long time coming and uh it'll be nice that he can just move on and the red wings can move on i'm yes. somebody who thought that he had a little bit of upside coming into this season but he played well, you know, in his limited stints, but ultimately he just wasn't a factor defensively. And uh, to play in this organization, you need to be able to do that. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm just glad that we don't have to like keep talking, talking about, about it, it all the time <laughs> anymore. I'm, I'm pretty over it. Yeah. I'm pretty happy for like the, the, you know, fetch bowl was cool. And like, that's pretty much the extent of like the cool moments of him in a wings uniform. So uh, they also re-signed Mark Stahl to a one-year deal on Sunday. Uh, yep. I don't mind that one bit. I believe the it was $2 million AAV. I should have confirmed that before we started this podcast. Um, but one-year deal, he's got a no-movement clause, but ultimately uh, a guy who was the whipping boy, at least early on for last season, and, and ultimately kind of came out of the other side looking better than he did uh, when he entered it. I, I like even started to come around and like really like Mark Stahl, uh, like personally as well on outside of just like, hey, he's not bad, you know? Yeah, I, I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. I'm, I'm pretty heavy in the camp of uh, especially with how much camp cap <laughs> getting my C words mixed up with how much cap room we have uh, that it's. Like, I'm not really sure it's possible to have a bad one-year deal as is. And, uh, and yeah, he played, he played some decent minutes there the second half of the season. I, uh, yeah, I really don't mind it at all. Just the, the more veterans to surround Cider with when he comes up, like, is, you know, that's a fine outlook for me. Yeah, and uh, he did well last year playing with Troy Stetcher, so you'd think that that combo might be back again in 2021. Sure. Uh, they also re-signed Gustav Lindstrom to a two-year deal, 850000 AAV. Uh, love it. I mean, not, love it. not anything no, surprising yeah, about the, the deal or the term or anything. Um, so good to have him back. He's going to be a guy that you're really going to have an eye on heading into next season because this is kind of like he's he can no longer go on waivers. Um or he will go on waivers now if he gets sent down. So this is a, a not a make or break year, but this is his year to, to stick yeah. in the lineup and, and hopefully he's playing a majority of the games and prove it year. Gustav Lindstrom, welcome to the league. Uh, 
Tyler Bertuzzi, we have some news on that front, or really no news. This coming from David Pagnotta, the fourth period. We are getting to uh, the Red Wings draft picks, by the way. We said we were going to do draft recap part two. I haven't forgot that. I just want to lead off the top with some news. Uh, this tweet coming from David Pagnotta. Uh, teams continue to have trade discussions with the Red Wings about pending ARB-eligible RFA Tyler Bertuzzi. Still no recent contract discussions between the two sides. Are you starting to get worried that Tyler Bertuzzi has played his last game as a Detroit Red Wing? Um, I mean, like a little bit <laughs> for sure. I, I think that, I mean, we talked about it last week, man. It, it, it's really like the logic for both parties to move on is really not far-fetched at all. Um, not, I mean, I'm sure some people would even argue that it kind of makes sense. So, um, yeah, I, I, it's definitely, uh, it's getting to be crunch time. I just feel like when you start competing, Tyler Bertuzzi is a guy that you're going to miss, you know, um, it depends obviously what they get in return from him. But I think like just on the like emotional attachment scale, like even when Anthony Mantha got traded, I think a lot of fans were sick of Anthony Mantha, like beyond sick of Anthony Mantha by the time he got traded. And the return was so good that it kind of ended up with him leaving unceremoniously. But I, I don't think it would be far-fetched to say that when the dust settled, there was a little bit that was like, dang, like Anthony Mantha's gone. Anthony Mantha, there was, I just remember a time where he was the, the Red Wings untouchable prospect. He was the next pro like he, he was so hyped up and um, you know, just to see it kind of come to an end where it just sputtered out and ended up with him getting shipped out the door for a great return. You felt a little bit guilty about the, the way that you were, or at least I did uh, about the way that, you know, you're like, yeah, see Anthony Manta. Uh, <laughs> but it, it just is what it is. And I don't think that there's going to be that though, with Tyler Bertuzzi like that, that will suck whenever he leaves. He is a fan favorite to the nth degree. And uh, I don't know there's much he could do to remove himself from that conversation. Yeah, no, it's uh this it's definitely if if he doesn't come back, it is going to be a way bigger uh, deal than than the Mantha one, not only just because I, I think he's probably liked more, but also, uh, you know, the, the difference between like we're not going to get to first for him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. well, we're not, you never we're know. Not, you never that, know. I mean, I guess you never know, but, but it, it because yeah. Tyler Bertuzzi is not an inconsistent player. That's what Tyler Bertuzzi has to his credit. He scored like he, his game, it just lends itself to chaos. And I think that that's something that he really thrives on as, as a player is like creating in the chaos and finishing dirty goals. Like it's, he's almost the exact opposite of what Anthony Manth is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. He is. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I just think that off-season deals are a lot different than deadline deals, and I'm not sure you're going to get the the desperation, for lack of a better term, of like two first-round picks for. I don't know, maybe. Well, we'll here's, see. But here's the deal: the, the return, is- the original point, though, the return, like you know, is it doesn't matter. Like he's going to be missed significantly more than okay, Mantha yeah. is if if he's gone. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but I would add, though, that the Red Wings do have a bit of leverage in this situation because worst case scenario, they just let it go to arbitration and pay him whatever the arbitration decides. Um, For sure. So you don't have to trade him or sign him. You know, there's 
you do have kind of an option there to, to right. just stay in that holding pattern and hope the deals get better, which Steve Eisman's your GM. You can just assume eventually they will. So yes, you can, you can uh, do that. <laughs> all right. Let us get into uh, part two of our draft recap. We're going to go through rounds two through seven. First, I got to talk to you guys about rockauto.com with the ever increasing number of makes and models out there. It is now impossible for you to stock all or for your local chain stores to stock all the parts you need uh, in a traditional storefront. Why would you endure pointless and often seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts behind his computer, choosing only the brand that his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com and in your pocket. Their prices are reliably low for every customer and rockauto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have everything you can need from brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil and even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and just write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know we sent you. They get amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts that your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. Sedina near side. Heronic. Sedina wants it. He's got it. He shoots. He scores! Philip Sedina, his first National Hockey League goal! And Detroit leads it 3-2 to two with 2.17 to play. A power play goal. All right, Scott, segment two here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Uh, go follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. Press that subscribe button. It's the only way to make sure that each and every morning when you wake up, there's a new episode ready and waiting for you each and every morning. Let us get into our recap of uh, rounds two through seven of the NHL draft. Obviously, this all taking place on Saturday. A lot of interesting names picked. And I think what was you know particularly or something that we kind of knew going into this draft was that uh, there was going to be any combination of, oh, I've never heard of that guy before picks and whoa, how'd they get that guy their picks? Uh, I don't necessarily know that Shea Booyam at the top of round two is either one of those picks. I think he was, it was pretty close to where uh, he was going to be appropriately picked. The Red Wings obviously traded up from 38 to 36 to get him. So they had an inclination that he might not be there if he went one more team. Uh a really interesting guy. I mean, they got another 6'3", 210-pound uh, left shot defenseman continuing to fill out that left side of the blue line with big uh, defenders that can move. Um, he's he's an all-time highlight reel guy. If you just do like a quick Shea Booyam uh, Twitter search, you'll come up with some, some pretty interesting videos. Uh, I posted one the other day where he picks somebody's pocket in the defensive zone, goes on the rush, uh, dangles around a guy who's trying to cut off his angle and then goes in and scores. So he has offensive talent, but does he have the ability to be a defender at the NHL level? That is kind of the question. I love, uh, I love, I love the, the big burly theme is still uh, something that I'm, I'm very pro uh, and yeah, it, it takes one search, like one YouTube search of him to find some, some pretty electric stuff. So, uh, yeah, no, you're right. It, it definitely wasn't, uh, um, a guy that, that fell into us necessarily and not someone that we, you know, people might say we reached on either. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I love the theme of size and I also love organizational depth. Uh, I I'm, you know, anything that. <laughs> I don't care if we only take like the angels in baseball took 20 pitchers this year. Right. Like I, I, I love that. I, I love go out and fill out the entire left side of the blue line. That's fine. And have someone, you know, people all across the world that are future Red Wings play on the left side of the defense. That's fine. 
Um, he is a lot similar to Simon Evans in the Red Wings took it sixth overall. Obviously the, the upside isn't nearly as what it is with Simon Evanson. You wouldn't expect that with a 36 overall pick compared to the six overall pick and the de- defense as well is uh, a little bit different. Obviously we talked yesterday, Simon Evanson has some, you know, isn't a bad defender by, by any means. He's not the best defender in the world, but he's able to do that. He's just the the first move. Once he gets the puck on his stick, that's kind of his problem. Booyam, he's also a little bit uh, turnover happy. That'll something that just needs to be worked on. I feel like there's, there's, when it comes to a defenseman like this, they're always going to have flaws. And um, it's not surprising to me that somebody who takes chances like Booyam does, uh, would be somebody who who is prone to turnovers. He will be at the University of Denver next year, so that'll be something fun to watch uh, alongside Carter Mazur, who went in the third round. Uh, anything else about Shea Bouillon? No, not I mean, not an really. All time and all time name, like an all time NHL. Yeah, it's big name. time. Like big if, time. if if <laughs> if I had a video game and I was like creating a character that destroyed people, it would probably be named Shea Bouillon. Like wind up for the hit, Shea Bouillon, you know? Yeah, and then it yeah. like he like explodes. The announcer just yells Bouillon every time yeah. there's a big hit. Yeah. 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 Uh, so Carter Mazur, he goes 70th overall to the Detroit Red Wings. He is a very interesting pick. He's an overage player, did not have a very good statistical season in his draft year, uh, comes back has 44 points in 47 games. I believe it was just 13 points in 47 games uh, in that draft season with the Tri-City Storm. He is somebody who really kind of the pandemic hit. He thought he was starting to play a little bit better hockey. He went on and put 30 pounds over the summer, came back, had a prolific scoring season in the USHL, and now looks to be a guy who could possibly wind up as, as a forward that, is in the organization and could make the NHL at some point down the road. Yeah, this is this is uh, one of the more fun picks for me, just because of like you said the the I don't want to say lore because I think that's kind of overselling it, but the the story of of taking advantage of the pandemic, right? And mm-hmm. I think that that's uh, that's that's a really cool story. And, and you know, a, a Jackson kid as well. Should, should have mentioned yeah. that off the top, but getting drafted by his hometown team. Big time. Love to see it. Yeah, I, I was a big fan of it. And, and like I said, I, I think the the whole the amount of tape on him post kind of kind of bulking up is is a lot smaller, obviously. And I think that that's kind of a fun it's kind of a fun pick to watch because mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're going to be we're going to be some of the first people to, to kind of analyze what kind of player he is post post pandemic and he'll be a, an easy guy to watch next to as well with Denver so you get to watch Bouillon you get to watch uh Carter Missouri and you get to watch anti to Misto uh Red Wings pick from a few years ago now Carter Missouri was one of the guys that I did get to talk to on Monday uh check DetroitNews.com. I think there's a story coming on that later tonight but I asked him about this I asked him about the the weight gain and what kind of happened he said honestly it was just like I felt like it was the best time especially to do that. Cause I'm just at home and training and I'm just working out on my own by myself. So be, especially with my mom's home cooked meals, I could just ask her to cook anything whenever because she was home as well. So I felt like that was a major add on to weight for sure. And then also my brother, he wanted to add weights. So we were both doing the same thing. So it was awesome. So I asked him, I said, what was 
your favorite meal that your mom made? And he said, a wet burrito. And I said, oh, nice. Mm. Was that like your big cheat meal? He said, no, I just eat whatever. So this dude was loading up on wet burritos over the summer. And that is what <laughs> is powering him uh, to, to become an NHL draft pick from undrafted to third rounder. That's a story you just got a roof for. Because of wet burritos, baby. Of wet Hell burritos. yeah. Hell uh, yeah. <laughs> so great kid. Uh, look out for that story. And then up next, at 114th overall, they go with Red Savage, the uh, center from the U.S. national team. Uh, my favorite thing about, like, if you just read the the uh, opening line to his Elite Prospects prospect profile, uh, it gives you a pretty good idea. It says Red Savage is one of the draft's biggest conundrums. He's a skilled, diligent center who's five-on-five five offensive impact, lags his point totals considerably. The ferocity with which he plays makes him a relatively solid bet to become a fourth liner, but he could be so much more. Just a, a guy who plays great offense, plays great defense, but doesn't necessarily have the numbers to show for it. And I think that was one of the things that Chris Draper mentioned in his press conference uh, was that he would like to see Red Savage when he goes to Miami of Ohio, because that's where he's going to college next year. He'll be right down the road. Maybe you can go check him out sometime. Um, when he see, you know, he, that's what he wants to see next year. He wants to see Red Savage lighting up the scoreboard. And I think that's awesome. You know, you hear so many times a guy gets drafted and it's like, oh, they're so good that they've never really cared about defense their whole life. So now they need to go work on that. But no, this kid is like, hey, put the puck in the net guy. You know, like that, that's what they're telling him uh, after drafting him. And I'm really excited for him. And that'll be something to watch because you can assume that whenever you're going to watch him, he's going to be trying to put the puck in the net. Yeah, going to be for uh, an, an electric development uh, for sure. And, and I think the, the important part, like you said, uh, you know, he, he's played good on both ends, but but just the box score numbers might not be there. And I think that that's that's a super enticing prospect because of that. And, and also just, you know, the S tier name. That's mm -hmm. that's really <laughs> one of the biggest reasons uh, that anybody's picked. Right. So. That's uh, <laughs> Savage is, is just an incredible name. Um, and uh, yeah, he's going to be a really fun kid to watch. All right, we're going to finish up uh, with the last two picks. But first, I got to talk to the folks about betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC, MMA action before the next pitch head on over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device check out all the great sporting news sign up bonuses and contest information don't sit on the sidelines anymore this is your chance to get into the game as teams uh continue to prep for their runs to playoffs the trade deadline's heating up uh i believe you may be able to bet on some stuff like that as well so head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code locked on that's l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Last guy to play in this period. All right, we are back. Segment three here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Do us a favor, leave us a review if you have nice things to say. If you don't have nice things to say, don't worry about it. Um, let's get into the Red Wings' last two picks of the draft. Uh, we got free agency coming up tomorrow, so we'll do a free agency preview. Uh, maybe list a couple of guys that the Red Wings could target, including Q Suter. We'll get to that at the end of the show because he, he was uh, not uh, given a qualifying offer today, and I think it's kind of interesting. So we're going to close with that. Uh, Liam Dower-Nielsen, he was selected. I believe it was one, yeah, 134 overall. He was a guy that was projected to go anywhere between 
70, 58 by Dauber prospects and 121 by FC hockey. He ends up falling all the way to the fifth round. And this is something that benefits the Red Wings because he might be the gem of this draft. He's, he's an incredibly talented player. He's a great leader. Uh, he's Simon Edvinson's best friend. If you caught that, uh, the, the press conference and it was pretty cool. He was talking about how he was watching, they were watching the draft together on Saturday and uh, Edvinson kept hoping that, uh, Dower Nielsen would go and then they'd let out a big sigh and be like, Oh, come on, you know, pick Liam, pick Liam. So it was, it was pretty cool. That is very cool. Yeah. And, and uh, also, again, back to the name department, that's like a that's like a Liam like a Nielsen. Present, yeah. But that's also like, like, like the three name ish thing go like that's like a yeah, like a president. <laughs> that's like a like a like a strong, powerful name. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, the story about them watching the draft together was uh, was was very fun. He's a great playmaker. Um, he's a really, really good guy to feed you the puck around the net. Uh, but he's not going to be the guy that finishes, you know, more than uh, he's dishing it out. So uh, still a ton of upside, still a ton of talent there. They went out and got themselves some guys who who have some great scoring ability with the two picks before it. I love this pick. It's it's. Again, you know, the the guys that they drafted ahead of their draft position were kind of made up here when they go out and get a, a player who was ranked in the 70s and on some boards. For sure. Yeah. And, and I and I think it's also I, I really like when filling out organizations, organizational depth like that. I really like how, you know, at the top we kind of go defense, then there's a string of uh like you kind of mentioned earlier there's a string of of more kind of playmaking and and some forwards and stuff like that so i think just as a kind of filling out the system need that it's 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 needed i think too that the reason he could have fallen might just be because he is not that big he is six foot tall uh I have a tweet here from Steve Corniano, who actually profiled Simon Evanson with us. Uh, he said, NHL GMs wanted size. Well, they got it this weekend. Massive increase from the previous year of draftees, six foot two or taller, from 33% uh, of the 22 or of the 2020 class to 47% uh, from the 2021 group. So a huge bump and an increase in draft. Uh, and then there was a flip side to this as well. The number of prospects drafted who are 5'11 or smaller went from 35% in 2020 to 22% in 2021. So uh, as a whole, the draft, cash, uh, draft class shifted lower. And part of me wonders how much this has to do with teams simply because it was an underscouted year, they can't decide between two players and they just decide to go with the size. For sure. And, and I mean, I've expressed my, <laughs> my uh, approval for the, for the, you know, pro size, uh, whatever draftee, but um, no, I, I mean, value wise, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm big on value, big on value. And, and that's why with, uh, you know, looking back at other teams in this city, like uh, when, when Okuda was there at three, like if Okuda's your guy, go ahead and take him, but not at three, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm really big on value like that. So anyone who was ranked as, as highly as he ranked that kind of fell into our laps, I'm going to be pretty happy with. Uh, and then they go out in the later in the fifth round, they get Oscar, Oscar Plandowski, six foot uh, right shot defenseman. So uh, another, they, they go back, they take three forwards in a row and then they go back to uh, to defense. And what I love about his elite scout, uh, elite prospect scouting profile, because this is a guy that I, I straight up like did not know uh, about really at all. Uh, he said the Charlotte Islanders defense 
defenseman is one of the most projectable skaters in the draft. His stride has a few smaller issues right now, like an upper body that collapses towards the ice and feet that kick the air on recovery, but adding core strength should help move, help smooth out those quirks, leaving him with more agility, quickness, and speed. So a lot of upside there with that skating, just a guy that I don't know too much about. So uh, this will be definitely a wait and see pick. And then they wrap it up in the sixth round with Pasquale Zito, who is somebody that we touched on, uh, last episode but basically a complete on name uh he, he what's that another s to your name yeah uh, a beautiful beautiful name pasquale zito yeah um, fantastic i don't know much about this guy he did not play in the 2021 season uh the ohl was canceled he did not go for a loan overseas um and he did not perform very well in his uh drafters 1920 season uh, i believe he had 13 points in 46 games with the windsor spitfires so we shall see about him i believe uh he's described i'm just gonna cut that this is this is truly I, it's weird this is like one of my favorite picks because <laughs> because beca- like seriously like this is this is literally one of my favorite picks because no one has seen him play. No, you, you know, like, what? <laughs> like literally, no one's seen him play at, at any organization at any level. No one has watched this dude play hockey. And we were like six round pick. Yeah, I, I love it, man. I'm, I'm pumped, honestly. He's one of my favorite picks of the draft. The reason I love this pick is because it's almost it almost feels like they didn't make the pick. You know, yeah. like you, you have uh, all these guys that they take, and you're like, this is Oscar Plandowski. This is Liam Doward Niels. This is Simon Edvinson. And then they give you this guy, and it's just a box wrapped yep. in in wrapping paper and you're like what's in here and they're like probably nothing good and you're like but i don't know that the family guy <laughs> put it, the family guy where where peter gets you you either get a boat or you get to pick a, a prize out of the surprise <laughs> box and he, everybody else gets a boat and he goes we're gonna take the surprise box he goes but why would we just take the boat and he says it could be anything it could even be a boat <laughs> That's exactly that's, that's, that's exactly what this what is, and I love is. it. Uh, and then you it. just add the the name on top of it. It's just a guy that's impossible yeah. not to root for. So yeah. he's gonna be a big fan favorite. Yes. Um, I said I was gonna get to that cross hand stuff. I think I might save that for tomorrow or sometime later in the week. And we're hurting a little bit for content. Uh, we have gone on a little bit. Believe it or not, people. Uh, these episodes are only supposed to be 30 minutes long. I don't think we posted one less than 30 minutes in a year. So uh, apologies. I don't think think I've been a part of one that's gone less than 30. (laughs) We're trying our best over here. Uh, Outside of that, the last thing I want to get to was Pew Suter getting put on waivers or or not being given a uh, qualifying offer by the Chicago Blackhawks after he darn near comes out and has a rookie of the year campaign type season. Uh, Jay Fresh has him ranked in the 77th percentile uh, of war. I really don't understand uh, why this is now the second team to let a 25-year-old Calder. Uh, I, don't, I don't think he was a Calder finalist, but he was kind of close getting towards the end there, uh, or at least for a period of time. And I don't know what teams are thinking, just continuing to, to let these guys walk. But I hope Steve Eisman uh, goes after him because this has a future piece of the core written all over it. Yep, and we got we got that cap money, baby. And the Red Wings had that cap money. money so uh will be interesting to see. Anything else that you wanted to cover before we uh say goodbye to the people today? I don't think so, man. Eyes are playing, baby. Another another uh, another draft season in the books. 
Iserplan, uh, yeah, go follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Rebbings. I'm at Noel Bianchi. Scotty is at Bentley Scotty. Uh, and I know he's got a Tigers game to watch, so I will tell you once and I will tell you twice. If you have positive feedback, please leave us a review. If you have negative feedback, please tell me in my DMs, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Every day. Every day. I'll tell you once. I'll tell you twice. <laughs> <laughs> Hi hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.